Well met, friends. My name is Adam, and this is the Get Pipe Podcast, where we love to pipe. And today, well, as always, I am joined by my good friend, Nick, a.k.a. The Producer Guy. Nick, what's up, man? Hey, Adam. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I am doing quite good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right. Feeling, uh, feeling a little tired today. Had some... Man, we, we talk about it all the time. Life just kind of happens, always. You know, we, we, Adam and I often talk about how we feel like Sisyphus just pushing up the rock on a daily basis and weekly basis and monthly basis. And, you know, for all the things that we think we are pushing our rock up with, what's great is that I know both of our families are pretty happy and healthy. And that's all that matters. So, yeah. Yeah. So just okay. Man, just stuff going on, and uh, we're getting through it. We're doing good. I'm glad nice. to be here, man. Well, not nice, but because boulder pushing <laughs> yeah. is never good. But yeah, yeah. it's like part of part of the the riffraff of life. Yeah, I mean, it's always interesting. Like, why? You know, like why? why what do you mean? Like this? I don't know. Just like, like the we're so cryptic right now. I know. Give me like a I mean, give me a sad yeah, thing that okay. happened that was boulder pushy. Yeah, yeah. So like we had a we had a pipe, not necessarily burst, but okay, before that we found out we had mice in our crawl space. Never fun. Never fun. Um and then we also found out at the same time, because we called an exterminator to get it taken care of, that there was they nibbled a PVC pipe like to the point mm. where it was leaking. So then I went to try to fix the pipe, did not do it properly, and uh, it then like popped, burst type of thing. It was a small, I think it was a half inch pipe, so it wasn't like a main anything, it was mm-hmm. just like some small, but it was still nonetheless kind of burst, and luckily we turned the water off, everything's good to go. Um, so that was just something. Um, good example. Yeah, so we had yes. our same thing, we had the leak. And I don't yeah. remember if I updated everyone on the leak, but I'll give you the quick rundown. Basically, we hired a company, ServPro, uh, S-E-R-V-P-R-O, uh, to come out. And basically, they assess the situation. They ident- are supposed to identify the leak, like where it is, and then you know they mitigate it uh, and then fix it for you. And then there's also like a separate thing where they can like reconstruct. It's like reconstruction team. So mm-hmm. like going into that, you're paying for them to like mitigate the issue. And then the second part would be to like put everything back to normal. Uh, so I had said, I don't, we didn't really know where the leak was coming from. Uh, long story short, we call these guys, they come over, uh, they cut a hole in the wall, rip up the, well, not rip up, pull up the carpet, put a bunch of machinery in there to dry everything. And they couldn't find where the leak was. And uh, they thought maybe it could be from the outside. It could be from the plumbing. But then they're like, well, actually, it's not from the plumbing. Even though that wall shares, uh, the the wall is shared with the other side is the shower and then like a sink, and so but they left and they're like, yeah, we tried that. It wasn't the sink, it wasn't the shower, so you guys are good to use that. Uh, but you'll still have to call like some kind of either a plumber or someone. I was like, I thought you guys are supposed to do that. That's kind of why I hired you, so you'd fix all the <laughs> stuff. And then, long story short, uh, they put these like things to dry my carpet. I have a hole in my wall. Uh, I still have a leak from the shower, which I discovered, not them. Um, contrary to what they told me, and I got a bill for twenty one hundred dollars. Oh, they're expecting me to pay. So again, hole, hole in my wall. Uh, yeah, sure, I got a dry carpet. 
but time would have done that one. Uh, and then <laughs> also, in, in, so their water mitigation team actually water encouraged because they told me I could use my shower. So I did, uh, which caused more leakage, which we didn't know because they said it wasn't that. Uh, so then when they came back the next day, they're like, oh, still wet. We're going to keep the equipment running for another day uh, over the weekend or whatever. Charging. So I'm getting charged for all the equipment usage. I'm getting charged for them to come out, getting charged for their, quote, you know, two and a half hours worth of work, which was literally like 10 minutes. Uh, so if you work for SurfPro, um, I hate your company. And everyone here <laughs> should never, ever, ever, ever use SurfPro in your life uh, because I'm left uh, with a $2,100 bill and I still have a leaky shower. So. There's Dude. that. So that's a very boulder pusher, pushy, you know, system. It is. Like, yeah, I mean, they're pushing their boulders right now. Yeah. And we've had some other stuff, like some health scares, some like... Yeah, man. Uh, stuff going on. Everything's good. Like, everything's good to go. But it was like, it was one of those things where you don't know until you, fi- you have the answer. And luckily, everything was great. But it's just, yeah. And I'm, I'm like telling my you know, my family, my mom and dad about this stuff, just, you know, talking to them, catch, you know, catching them up on some stuff. And they're like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's life. And it's, you know, we're still young, like generally we're still getting in the groove of our families and like this life that we're kind of living though, you know, we're away from just kind of the, the college stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, we've, we've been out longer than we were in type of stuff. But it's still, you kind of go about life learning new things. And I know we haven't talked much about pipes as of right now, but it, it's it's still one of those things we where... We did talk about pipes. Yours burst. <laughs> Mine needs to be replaced. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, no no, uh, no replacing any ball cocks at this point. Um, for, for those of the 12 percenters out there know what we're talking about, uh, the, the true listeners of the Get Pipe Podcast. But anyways... Um, yeah, man, it's it's life, and everyone listening, you know, who's an adult, even if you're a young adult, you know, you're 21 or older, you know, y- you understand this. And again, I'll go back to we have it very good in the grand scheme of things. Meaning, you know, at least at least my family, you know, I'm just very grateful, very blessed to have everything that we do. And there's been so many things that have fallen into place that have prevented major bad things you know whether it's financially or whatever so like dude we're we're doing good we really are but it can't help to to have the the day-to-day sometimes sometimes it's there's some downs not gonna lie and i I think it's one of those things where it needs to be talked about because like it's okay to not be okay all the time you know i i think like especially as a as a guy as a dude you know now at this point like kind of the 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 head the head of the household you know we're just one income family and all this stuff it's like there's a burden on there's a burden on men and and to kind of be at least me to be the the one that's like holding it up Sisyphus truly holding that boulder up and you know producer wife's crushing it at home she's she's doing so good and she has her own struggles but uh Luckily, the graph is trending up. We're like the stock market. Take some dips. There's some days, there's some weeks where it takes a little dip, but we're always we're always heading back up. So I did uh, I did get to smoke recently. You know, I got nice. It's one of the years. <laughs> no man, it, it's it was a we had a true Sabbath as I call it on on Sunday, not as I call it, but it's like a true day of rest. Did nothing, no chores. 
No grocery shopping. This past Sunday was just a great day of rest. I worked out, I smoked my pipe, and, uh, you know, just really got to relax and enjoy. And man, it was, it was great. Like it's, it's one of those moments that brings, brings that stock market back up where you kind of look back and say, like, God, this was, this was very, very needed. And, you know, producer wife had her stuff that kind of filled up her, her little bucket and all that. So, yeah, man. It's, uh, I love smoking my pipe. I, what did I, what did I smoke? Oh, I did, uh, Jason Patrick, our get pipe pipe. Oh, nice. Um, I love that pipe, man. Oh, me too. Me too. I, like, I was looking at it again, just kind of like in the right light. And I'm like, oh, I love the grain on this thing. It's just so, so beautiful. And I'm, I'm glad that, you know, that's, that was the pipe that we got is you and I is our kind of like first, first ever get pipe pipe. So, yeah. What you got, dude? Yeah, man. Um, I have been. I smoked a pipe today too. Um, and then the day before, and the day before. No, I. I've been. <laughs> I've been big. <laughs> yeah, I've been. I've been getting after it. Um, good. Which is good. Uh, so I'm on this. I'm on this pretty, pretty strictish, you know, diet, right? And by diet, I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it's strict, but I am trying to lose some lbs. I'm trying to slim down a little bit. Uh, kind of fell off the wagon a few times over the past, like you know, ever since the you know New Year's episode. You guys, I told you guys, I'm kind of trying to do this thing, and I've been doing pretty well. Uh, but during the day, I don't like. I have, I'm, I'm one of those people where, um, you know, we'll get into this in another time. I've talked about my crippling eating disorder. It's never, it hasn't gone away. But I'm one of those people. If I eat in the morning, uh, I just, I really can't stop. I mean, I can. Right. But I just start making bad decisions, and it's easier for me to get a do- get a donut at Dunkin' than just the coffee if I eat in the morning. So I don't. I just eat when I get home. Uh, so it's this big long intermittent fasting thing. But I feel really good. Uh, just crushed some some good. Had to cook the best steak of my life. Maybe not yes. the best steak of my life, but like the one Adam cooked, get piped cooked was was super good. Uh, and I don't know. It's I'm excited for March, man. I'm very very excited for March. This is airing on the 29th. Hey. of uh, february which is really cool right that's uh leap year that's happens what every four oh, years oh i didn't yeah, even realize that yeah yeah no that's that's the cool thing so uh yeah there's some people who are born on this day which is actually really cool uh, and then they're like oh i'm only four four uh, yeah whatever uh but that is pretty cool to be you know born on the 29th so if you were born on the 29th happy birthday this comes not that often uh but here we are on the leap year if you guys are listening to it live uh, but I'm super excited for March, uh, as this is pretty much our first episode of March, if you if you may. And man, it's been it's been a good month, pipe wise and and smoky wise. I've been trying a bunch of uh, my favorite blends. I've been getting some new pipes. I've been you know, I've talked about my maybe not my crippling eating disorder, but I, I'm starting to find that I got a crippling uh, eBay disorder. <laughs> um, uh, and it's less about spending, and it's more just I'm always on eBay searching for some rare petersons uh, if any listeners have a rare peterson pipe you can and you want to get rid of it i am you i should be the first person that comes to mind like write to me come right to me send me a photo and I'll, I'll probably you know at least entertain it um but i also am very wise in like the realm of what things are worth at least with petersons so don't try to like you know throw me a i don't know like a meersham peterson which are they're rare but don't don't, don't oh six hundred dollars yeah no i'll tell i'll talk you down well rather i'll tell you all tell you to, yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah man so things speaking of meerschaum actually we just had a awesome 
month, uh, we're actually really just two weeks, two and a half weeks uh, for my YouTube video called uh, something my favorite tobacco blends. If you guys haven't checked that video, you absolutely should. The only downside is it's not going to age super well. So I'm glad it got the, you know, somewhat almost 10,000 views in just two weeks. I mean, we're <laughs> a little short of that, but, um, you know, it won't age that well. So I'm glad it got that far. Because <laughs> the first part of it is, is pretty much a whole giveaway. Uh, that said, I do highlight a Meerschaum product, a Meerschaum pipe by our good friend Mitchell over at MBSD Pipes. Long story short, he sent me two Meershams and I was able to, you know, just keep them, but I wanted to do a giveaway. Uh, so we did. We did a little giveaway, which we will be announcing the winner in just a couple seconds here. Uh, hey. But I just want to continue to gas up the video. So it is worth going to check out. I put a lot of effort in this stuff. Uh, pretty cinematic. And man, I just got to say thank you to all of you guys who did listen and even the folks who didn't enter the giveaway. Um, you know, it just it means the world to me. The fact that this 36 minute video of me just blabbering about rambling about my damn favorite tobaccos did really well um you know it's people are very interested in my longer form youtube which i guess makes sense if you're into the get pipe podcast this is the most long form pipe podcast you can find really smoke podcast really vice podcast right i bet there's not even like whiskey ones this long i mean they're right be, but anyway so yeah so the the youtube video is great so go check it out and then i, I share with you some of my faves uh when it comes to the, to the tobacco blends but Let's talk about this winner, man. Let's talk yes. about this giveaway. We basically are giving away a beautiful Meerschaum pipe. It is a one-of-one one kind of production uh, by through MBSD. He uh, he works with a you know a, a carver for his mirrors, and while he will probably I'm, this is I'm grasping here, he probably sells some cheaper mirrors. These ones, these kind of more premium mirrors, are what I'm talking about. Basically, it's got go check the video. It's got a real shank uh, tenon insert. So typically on a Meerschaum pipe, it's like this twisty thing where it's like plastic and you twist the stem in a bunch of times, not like you would with a regular pipe, right? It's, it's like a literal threaded twist into the shank. And what that can do is it can be off-centered. It can be, you know, things, things get weird. It gets a little gross. But here they have, through MBSD pipes, uh, their mirrors have an actual tenon that insert into a shank. And it's quite fascinating. It's like the first of its kind, at least that I've seen. Maybe it was done prior, you know, years and years ago and was forgotten. But now it's it's back. And this is why I'm a big Meerschaum guy all of a sudden, because uh, I have one too. Uh, but anyway, so let's talk about the winner because we're giving one of those away. It is a one of one, so there won't be another one of these made. Meerschaum's hey. kind of underrated, man. They're kind of like artisan pipes. I mean, they like are. Okay. Because. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Like they're all carved, even, even like the machine ones, right? Like they're pretty they're pretty unique, you know, and this one is a unique piece. So we are going to be talking about our winner. So for you all who went from YouTube over to here to discover the Get Pipe podcast, thank you guys so much for the rating. It helps us out so, so much. I hope you continue to listen after this episode, not just after you got your free pipe, uh, but we will be doing more. We'll be doing more giveaways, whether it's pipes, tobacco, uh, merch. I don't know. This was really beneficial to us. Um, yeah. So the winner is, let's insert a drum roll. I was hoping electronic, but we got oh. producer guy. Uh, and our boop, winner boop, boop. is Alejandro Hernandez. Hey, congrats. Hey. Congrats. Do more electronic <laughs> noises. <laughs> <laughs> 
gun gunshots. Alejandro, congratulations. Uh, this has been awesome to see. Like we had so many submissions. I mean, we got them to the, the email. I get that email. Like I'm just going through them. So as we're, you know, putting all these names in and to kind of this random giveaway thing, like we had over 100 people. I say we, you know, Adam, Adam's doing the, the big giveaway, you know, we're, we're get piped, but man, this has been so cool to see and to like, just kind of see some of the comments as well that people put on the emails before, you know, we put their names in, in kind of this collective bin. It was, uh, it was great to see so much support for, for the podcast and, and the YouTube as well. And yeah, I don't think I've, I've ever seen so many emails, first of all. I know. Like, yeah, it was awesome. Coming come into the show. So, so it was great. Alejandro, congratulations. Uh, we'll, we'll have to get all your information. We'll reach back out to you, you know, get all your, your shipping information and everything like that. Um, if you know Alejandro, I don't know if he's part of the discord or, or what, but Give him a shout. Say congratulations, whether it's on your Instagram story or whatever. Give, give him a shout. And uh, yeah, so that's awesome. I I wish I put my name in. I think I could have like rigged it a little bit, like rigged the election a little bit. Maybe You did You did spin the wheel and I then did. you showed me the name to read. So Yeah, I did. I did. But would I have been so foolish to have been like, oh, Nick, the producer. Get- Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. No, we really said. appreciate this, guys, for everyone who, who uh, you know, submitted uh, and, and, and really just joined and watched the YouTube video. And again, as I mentioned, the folks who didn't even actually enter the giveaway, but still watched the video, there was, you know, about 9,000 people. So, uh, yeah, not a huge percentage uh, entered the giveaway, but you made it through the whole video with 50% of it or at least 30, 40% of it being a giveaway talk. But, but for all of you guys who sent an email, man, and, and added some comments, uh, we were able to read through those as well. That was just, you know, that didn't maybe next time i'll say write the nicest thing and you'll win uh but but it was a, a bonus to get to read some some of your comments for those who did uh, add some a little additional note there but yeah man i thought i had a lot of fun there and i'm not gonna lie it was a, i mean it's not even a selfish journey i'm giving something away but the the cost was we got a lot of reviews which is really really oh, awesome for us and i think we've also answered our age-long question that we will never make it to five stars because dang. With the we, influx of five star ratings from this giveaway, we basically had one hundred. Yeah, and it didn't change. the The number is still four point nine on Spotify, still four point eight on Apple. Uh, so, if you haven't rated yet, you know this is probably a good time to do it. Try try to prove us wrong. Try to prove the system wrong. Try to get us to that five if you if you really enjoy it. Uh, unfortunately, I can't offer you a pipe. At least not currently. <laughs> you missed out on that one. But there will definitely be some more giveaways in the future. Because uh, this was a lot of fun. It was really cool to just engage and, and and hear the thoughts of some of the listeners and the viewers of the YouTube channel. So, yeah, I um, I love the video. By the way, I did watch the whole thing. I haven't watched your whole. Is this bad to admit? I haven't watched the whole no. um, the pipe one, your factory collection, but this tobacco one I did because I needed oh, okay. to see. I needed to see. I need to see the hype. And all these people email. They they loved it. I was like, all right, I got I got to check out the hype. Got to see what's going on. But uh it was great, man. Like I I don't know. I I I'll I'll tell people like I I was Adam's I was Adam's biggest supporter of Get Piped back in the day. Still yeah, before before you were producer before guy. Before school. Before producer guy. <laughs> told him to leave streaming and do this stuff and uh I I think it's 
selfishly paid off. It's been, it's been a blast to even just be a part of this, but, uh, yeah, man, what, a what do we got coming up? I, there's just so much to look forward to. I, I don't know if you got any plans this weekend, man. Dude, like March is a busy month. Big March guy. I love this month. This is like probably a top three-ish months. I think October is up mm, there. I true. love November and December is pretty solid too. <laughs> and then, then I'd say maybe June and then March. So March yeah. is like the best, not cool month. If that makes sense. Yeah, like of all the not cool does. months, January is not super cool. February is not super cool. April's eh. May's eh. Right. Know, August eh. July eh. You know, I mean, so I would say March is like at the top of that, that second tier bracket. Right. But, uh, but dude, lots of pipe stuff going on for sure. We know the Mule Town pipe show is coming up very, very soon. Um, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be busy, dude. I'm going to be popping and popping around this March. Uh, this weekend, I want to see the good old Dropkick Murphys. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, where I used to live before, oh. you know, six months ago, seven months ago. Unfortunately, there's renters in my house, so I can't just be like, hey, clear off. I mean... Get, I'm taking my house back for a night. It is your house. I mean, <laughs> it is. Maybe I'll try... Maybe... What if, what if I try to sign up for an Airbnb and I find my house is being Airbnb? <laughs> That'd be crazy. That would that be... Too, that would yeah, so hard. That would be... You'd you're fired that'd be like a big you're fired moment to your no it'd be your hired just now you owe me the you know a significant percentage of all of this (laughs) whatever uh, you're making yeah dude that's cool are you gonna yeah that's are you gonna talk to him like are you gonna go up to him and be like ah probably not i mean the thing the cool thing about like the music i like is i mean dropkick's huge but they're not huge 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 right so it's like not unheard yeah. of to think about them like after the show, maybe just hanging chilling. on the stage, kind of chilling. Uh, but but probably not. But uh, no, they do every year. They do a St. Patty's Day uh, tour. Well, maybe not every year, but mm. it's typical for them to do some kind of tour uh, on Patty's Day. They'll be in Boston, which is always really cool. Unfortunately, I can't make it to that one. I wear my Boston sweatshirt. That's cute. That was unplanned. Aww. You guys don't know it, but he knows yeah, it. I do know. Uh, but. Yeah, they're coming here on March 1st, and I'm super excited. I mean, it's a three-hour drive, but my buddy and I, uh, he, you know, Kevin Siri, he'll never listen to this. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, one of my Norwich buddies, uh, big super Irishman as well uh, from from New York, actually. But obviously us growing up in New England-ish area and, and him going to Vermont, we're super excited. We're going to leave. He gets out of class. He's doing like some cool guy training. He's like, you know, learning. He's in a language school, which is like s- six months to learn Russian or something pretty crazy and then he gets out of class at like 4 p.m i'll already be off work because you know the army's pretty chill with fridays but he's in this course right so 4 p.m we're driving down smoking pipes joking pipes all the way down to uh um to to the show and we'll probably be a little bit late miss the first couple openings or whatever but but we'll hopefully be able to see dropkick crush some pints of guinness i'm so excited and he's not a pipe guy per se but he's like trying to be kind of a pipe guy that said, we've I've smoked many, maybe not many, but I've smoked probably a dozen pipes with him in college. Uh, so oh, okay. he was, you know, he loved, he went to me, with uh, me to Garcia's, which I've talked about on uh, the, the factory pipe episode that you, maybe you got that far. Where I talked about my first uh, church warden pipe and, you know, it was with my good friend, Kevin. Uh, so we would sit on, you know, the, the parade ground at our, our military school and smoke pipes late at night. But uh, he just picked up a tin of squadron leader at this little, uh, like, not like a 
hardware store, like a general goods store down here in right. Fayetteville, which was really cool. And, and he's a pilot. So he's like, well, this is really awesome. This this I should maybe I should buy this. I was like, you should, because any other pipe smoker who saw squadron leader available would scoop that tin up. It's, it's a quality blend. Um, so he's going to he's going to crack open that. I'm going to probably smoke some Blackthorn Shillelagh or something. I've been oh, crushing that all month. I've been like, so I guess while I've been talking about how excited I am for March, I have been kind of in March mode the past two months uh, or ever since the or I guess two, two and a half, three weeks since the blend came out. I've just been, you know, looking at that damn Irish tin. I'm thinking about the St. Patty's Day, which is the following week. And then I'm going back down yeah. to Savannah. You guys know I'm a big celebrator of uh, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, another trip down to Savannah. Damn. That'll be fun. Crushing more pints, uh, you know, walking around. My buddy's in the parade because uh, he's in the, the Ranger Regiment down there. And they, they got to do a big St. Patrick's Day parade. And we're getting a keg of uh, Guinness, dude, with the nitro. I'm going to bring some Tullamore, too. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun, man. So, um, I'm hoping I just, like, the, the problem is, like, I don't, I'm not worried about, like, getting, like, super intoxicated or, because, like, that's not, like, my problem. My problem is the consumption level for my stomach. And I overeat and I overdrink right. in terms of volume. And I'm just going to have a big tummy ache the whole time. But Dang. I can I can live with that for uh, for some pints with the, with the fellas. Uh, and then on Saturday morning of uh, or Sunday morning, excuse me, the actual St. Pat- Patty's Day actual before I leave the three-ish, four-ish hour drive back home, I'm going to make a big full Irish fry up for uh, for the fellas as they as they are likely going to be very hungover. Uh, so it'll be a nice little ode to them and a good send up. But then following that, man, we got Mule Town, which will be another hit. That one I will be reducing the amount of pints I consume despite <laughs> the fact that it is at a brewery. Uh, so, man, it's going to be an absolute blast. Good month ahead of us. Really, really good month ahead of us. I will be at Mule Town. Producer guy will not, but I that's not. okay because it will be your birthday. It, which no is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, is that the weekend? Chicago after? will. Chicago's my. Oh birthday wait, no, weekend. your son's birthday. That's right. That's that's what I meant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The week Actually, prior, some something like that. Yeah, the week prior is my son's birthday, but then that, yeah, yeah, that next weekend. I'm trying to think. Yeah, dude, we just got a lot going on. Birthday yeah, parties. I don't know anybody. Family birthday. visiting. Um, and then like, yeah, every weekend there's something. I'm looking at our calendar. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, when are we going to catch a break? <laughs> and then <laughs> Easter's good stuff. the last, Easter's the end of the month. Yeah, the last. Which is crazy. Why, how does that happen? I don't know. I, dude, don't ask me. I don't understand the okay. Easter schedule stuff. Like, even as, either. as like a, Christian, I'm just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not that, I don't understand how some days it falls on my birthday in April and some days it's, you know, whatever, three, four weeks earlier, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't, I don't get how that works, but someone out there, tell us how it works. But yeah, busy, busy March, exciting March, lots of great stuff, lots of tobacco, lots of pipes, lots of celebrations. And yeah, dude, that's wild. It's an exciting wild, though. But yeah, man. Well, good. Well, oh, yeah. But thank you all for smoking and joking with us. And of course, for your support of the Get Pipe podcast. But I did want to say, speaking of pints and rounds, we're talking our buy a round club. That's the best way to support us right now. And we just want to say every donation counts and it helps us get to episode 999 if you don't know what our buy around club is go check out www. 
getpiped.co. It's similar to a Patreon. It's similar to a to buy me a coffee. It, truly, every donation counts. So thank you all uh, to everyone who is part of our Buy Around Club. You know, you can do a three dollar one time donation. You can subscribe. You got a you got a coffee. You got a pint, and you got a wee dram. So go check that out. But we have got a great show planned this week with another edition of Smoke Lore. And following our primary topic, we'll get into a new segment. We've been loving the segments lately. Yeah. Called called Three Lives. And then we're going to move into some Ask Adam Anything. Hell yes. Big thanks to the producer guy for the producer guy things. Now, before we move into our primary topic, I want to remind you to take a deep breath, savor this moment, kindle your flame, and pipe as you please. We got a smoke lore today, and it's from an awesome pipe smoker. But before we kind of get into that, I just want to explain what smoke lore is for all of our new listeners, because I think there are a lot. Uh, So smoke lore is an episode uh, series of the Get Pipe podcast where we receive a letter from a historical or sort of fictional pipe smoker, someone who smokes pipes, for sure. Um, They kind of Tell us a little bit about who they are, kind of what they do, you know, maybe give some background information on just kind of a situation they're in. But then they ask Adam a question. And yeah, they Adam goes into that question, discusses it, and we kind of are left with a great discussion on, on a topic of, of this pipe smoker's choosing. But I will let Adam kind of talk about our, you know, our subject that we received a letter from today. Dude, hell yeah. I'm very excited for this episode of Smoke Lore. This is something that it's probably overdue, to be honest, mm. the, the discussion with our good friend Mark Twain. Uh, <laughs> but we have talked about him at times before. Maybe it was our Legends of the Pipe, or I don't think he made a, an appearance in Draft Hole, our, our latest, newest series. Uh, but but it's possible, as possible. I don't really quite remember, but... Uh, you know, born Samuel Langhorn Clemens uh, back in 1835, a long time ago. Uh, you know, he was this American writer, humorist, entrepreneur. He was, he definitely was, because I remember talking about this. Uh, right. he, he was in the draft hole. He was, yeah. I think he probably, yeah, probably well, yeah, drafted yeah. him. Yeah. Um, uh, and he's a lecturer. Uh, but but the but we's, what he's really known for is his, his two most famous books, right? The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, which came out in like 1876, and then uh, Adventures of Huck Finn, Huckleberry Finn. Have you ever had a Huckleberry? Um, are you my Huckleberry? I could be your Huckleberry. Um, <laughs> but dude, Montana, have we talked about this in our first, what, or maybe our second What's Up in Smoke? Yeah. Which shouldn't have been a What's Up in Smoke. Uh, but I went to Montana and just smoked a bunch of pipes, but they're big Huck huckleberry people and i they made me a huckleberry guy but both of these are uh, you know some of the greatest like um, american classic literature works that uh you know we still look look to this time in like our our college courses right our english courses uh you know it's just it's just the classic american literature right uh so growing up in missouri 
uh, right by the Mississippi River. <laughs> Not a lot to do down there in 18, you know, 50, 60, 70. But smoking pipes was one of them. Mark Twain is a very prominent pipe smoker. He's known uh, for for being a man of the pipe, just like many individuals of the time, right? This is, you know, a time where that was a common practice and it, it continued to the, the, to the uh, 19th and, you know, 20th centuries. But uh, yeah, he loved tobacco. He, he depicts it as his characters in, in novels and in stories. And there's so many photos of him smoking his pipe. Uh, he's just, uh, you know, he's had uh, memoirs and there's bio- biographies that talk about him and how he was always kind of smoking a pipe and he references pipe smoking, um, you know, with his like his ability or he, not references, but he relates his ability to write through um, his his focus with pipe smoking, thinking about how he has a Peterson. He was a maybe not a collector, but he was a smoker of uh, some of the finest pipes in the world. One of those being uh, Peterson pipes. And yeah, he was a, a thinking man. He was definitely a thinking man. Um, but yeah, to really reiterate the fact that he was a thinking man, you probably Google Mark Twain and there's probably a photo of him clenching a pipe, you know, just classic thinking guy status. Uh, he, he wanted to be known for smoking a pipe, uh, but he did favor the corn cob for sure. Uh, you know, very inexpensive option, especially at the time. Uh, you know, we're talking probably one of the most common types of pipes uh, back then as well. Um, you know, there were clays for sure and, and a lot of meerschaum out there, but Briar was still kind of introductory at the time. But yeah, you, there's no no wondering why our good friends over at Missouri Meerschaum have uh, a bunch of lines of their their pipes named after Mark Twain and his uh, his works. But well, let's get into this one. I'm excited. I think it's overdue, like I, I had mentioned. Uh, I'll have a producer guy read us the letter that is addressed to him or I. I know he's asking me specifically some kind of question or questions. I'm ready to to get into it. Mark, what you got for me? Dear Adam, I hope this note finds you in good spirits and good health. As I sit here in my study... The gentle hum of the world outside, mingling with the quiet solitude that surrounds me. My thoughts, as they often do, drift to the characters that have journeyed from the depths of my imagination into the wider world. Today, my musings are accompanied by the steady companion of my pipe. Its smoke curling lazily in the air, a visible counterpart to the swirl of ideas within my mind. It is this very act of smoking the contemplation it affords, that brings me to write to you. You, with your vast knowledge of tobaccos and their varied characters, seem to me the perfect person to ponder a question that has tickled my curiosity. This question concerns none other than Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer, those embodiments of youth and freedom whose adventures have captured the hearts of so many. As I consider Huck and Tom with their distinct personalities and backgrounds, I find myself wondering about the types of tobacco they might have preferred, had they been real boys of their time and place. But Huck, with his unassuming nature and his life so closely intertwined with the river and the great outdoors, might have leaned towards a tobacco as straightforward and unadorned as his own spirit. Picture, if you will, a blend that captures the essence of the Mississippi itself— Earthy, robust, with a touch of wild about it. This would be a tobacco unburdened by complexity, much like Huck's straightforward view of the world around him. It might carry the scent of woods along the riverbank, a hint of the smokiness from a campfire under the stars, or the fresh, slightly damp smell of the earth after a rain. 
such a blend would not vie for attention with extravagant flavors or aromas. Instead, it would offer a simple, satisfying experience, much like Huck's own pleasures in life. Fishing on a quiet morning, floating down the river on a raft, or simply lying back and watching the clouds roll by overhead. The tobacco would likely be a bit rougher on the edges, mirroring the untamed nature of Huck's adventures. It wouldn't be the choice of someone looking for refinement or sophistication, but rather for someone who finds beauty in the raw, unpolished aspects of life. It's easy to imagine Huck, with a pipe packed with this honest, forthright tobacco, pondering the mysteries and marvels of the world in his own unique way. The smoke would be a visible reminder of Huck's connection to the natural world, a world where simplicity and authenticity reign supreme. In essence, the tobacco suited for Huck would be as much a part of the landscape he navigates as the river itself. It would be a blend that speaks of resilience, of a life lived close to the earth, and of a boy who, despite or perhaps because of his humble origins, embodies the depth and complexity of the human spirit. This is the kind of tobacco that a listener, much like a reader of Huck's adventures, would find evocative of a simpler time, a tying in to the enduring appeal of nature and the straightforward, genuine essence of one of literature's most beloved characters. Tom Sawyer, though, with his eyes always alight with the spark of adventure and his mind a whirlwind of plots and plans, would naturally gravitate towards the tobacco that mirrors his zest for the extraordinary. Imagine a blend with the allure of the unknown, a tobacco that whispers tales of far-off places and hidden adventures. This wouldn't be your everyday smoke, but rather something that stands out, much like Tom himself, with a flair for the dramatic and a taste for the unconventional. Envision a tobacco infused with spices from the east, perhaps a hint of cinnamon or clove that brings to mind the bustling markets and exotic locales Tom dreams of exploring. There might be a touch of sweetness, reminiscent of the fruits of a tropical island where pirates hide their loot and adventures await every corner. This blend would carry the aroma of adventure itself, bold, enticing, with a complexity that keeps you guessing, much like the twists and turns of Tom's imagined escapades. This tobacco would be for the dreamer, the storyteller, the boy who sees beyond the confines of his small town to the vast possibilities that this world has to offer. It would be a blend that encourages the smoker to lean back and dream a little, to envision themselves as the heroes of their own story, embarking on daring adventures, and uncovering mysteries. For Tom, smoking such a tobacco would be an extension of his imaginative play, a tangible link to the adventures he craves, and a nod to the romantic spirit that guides him. This blend, much like Tom himself, invites us to dream bigger, to seek the extraordinary in the ordinary, and to never lose our sense of wonder at the world around us. In reaching out to you with this query, I'm not merely indulging a flight of fancy. Rather, I'm seeking to deepen my understanding of these characters who, though born of fiction, have become as real to me as any flesh and blood individual. Your insights into the world of tobacco, 
could offer a fascinating perspective on Huck and Tom, shedding light on how their choices of tobacco might mirror their personalities and the lives they lead. I eagerly await your thoughts on this matter, Adam. What types of tobaccos do you imagine Huck and Tom would have enjoyed? How do you think their selections would align with their characters in the times they inhabit? Your expertise could add a new dimension to their stories, enriching our understanding of these beloved figures. With anticipation and warm regards, Mark Twain. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Twain, for writing to the show, but even more so being a listener of the Get Pie podcast. So that's also an extension to all of you guys. Thank you guys for, uh, for listening to this one. Uh, yeah, man, let's uh, let's dive into this. I love this idea of him coming to me, coming to us with uh, questions about, you know, what he created the character. And this is what the best part about literature, which we've talked so many times, and it's why it's heavily influenced the Get Pie podcast and our writing. You know, why... Like when the guy creates the thing, writes the thing, writes the story, but then goes somewhere else to ask about what that person would enjoy or, mm. uh, you know, like, like that's, that's true world building. And I love that. I love the idea that obviously, maybe not obvious, this letter <laughs> might have been created by what? someone other than him. Uh, no, so, no. but, really? but that said, I still think, you know, he's the kind of guy, you know, some of these writers would would absolutely want to treat these characters like they're almost like children, like they are real creations uh, that live in their own world. So so let's get into this. So as I mentioned in the beginning, it's been quite some time uh, since I've kind of, you know, read these books, talking about high school. Then I read, uh, I think it was Tom Sawyer in college for a course. But, but maybe this is a reminder. You know what? After this episode goes live to somewhat adhere to my one book a month goal that I've already <laughs> failed. Uh, I will read these two books yet again uh, for 2024. Um, I'll actually, I'm not even kidding tomorrow. I'm going to get started. Uh, but but let's talk about the first part, right? He's asked about Huck Finn uh, or Huckleberry Finn, uh, which refers to a classic character, you know, the old Huck, Huck Finn. Huck. Uh, and he's the protagonist for uh, the, the book Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. How, uh, you know, fitting. Uh, so this is, again, one of like the most classic American literature novels. Uh, this came out after Tom Sawyer, but I want to, you know, answer it in order of, uh, of writing. Right. Uh, but, but basically he's a young kid, like a very young kid. He's a, a boy, he's troubled. He, this is pre-civil war era and he lives along the Mississippi, um, as, as our good friend Mark had written in his, uh, his letter. And he's the son of like this, like really degenerate. I mean, maybe not degenerate, but like this is drunk, you know, he's a drunkard, probably always in the drunk tank. Uh, you know, <laughs> basically he's an orphan. Uh, he's, he's just completely on his own. Uh, and this is where you get that the idea that he's this free spirited character, both because he has to be because that's all he, like there's just no figure above him. Uh, and two is just because his father's just so absent, you know, literally is absent from his life. Uh, but but that in return, you get this independent character, but he's very naive because he didn't have that growth. He didn't have that parental growth that producer guy is constantly imparting into his we lads, uh, mm. which is, you know causing him not to smoke as many pipes, right? Well, drunkard father would have been, you know, just like me. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> He's smoking a lot of pipes like me, neglecting his 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 wee Huck Finn. <laughs> so, uh, but but basically, uh, this, this character, this Huck is very uneducated, uh, but he does manage to, to 
possess this like keen sense of common sense to a degree and, and like a morality to him. Like he, he, and this is all, you, you start to see this as the book unfolds, but um, basically he escapes his, his abusive father, his drunk father uh, sets out on this big adventure along the Mississippi and he encounters a various of, uh, you know, a cast of characters um mm. and uh, including a, a a slave who had escaped from uh his the chains that once bind him uh, and then he forms like a really deep yet unlikely friendship so again this was written in the 80s just like tom Sawyer's written in the 70s the 18 version 1870s and 1880s <laughs> so it does use some uh out of date language Mm. Uh, maybe quite offensive uh, to 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 many people today, or at least it should be offensive today. But in the context of the time period, uh, it was you know very impactful. Yet they still use like a lot of language and humor and satire uh, to show this very complex uh, uh, junction of characters. Right. Um, so again, being this this free spirited character who's you know figuring out what race is and what being a, a, an American is and, and being a, an adult is, even though he's a young age, what, what tobacco would he be, would he be smoking? Like, right. Uh, this is a hard one. I, I, I think in the context of Mr. Twain's letter, he's like, okay, what would they physically be smoking at this time? Well, I guess I could say really easily it would probably be an aromatic pipe tobacco, right? Because that's what everything in, that's all there was for the most part. You know, there was some forms of Burleys, uh, you know, more, more dull tobacco flavors, but on average it was, it was, a uh, you know, an aromatic tobacco. So, but I think with this character, um, I, I want to lean on something that's maybe like a crossover, right. But for the, the blend, I, I want to go a little, shift the shift the trail a little bit you know go off the beaten path just a wee here we're still going to do an aromatic by definition uh and and this isn't a pipe dreams even though it's kind of becoming a pipe dreams uh, i told myself i wasn't going to name blends but in order to convince you why i'm doing this type of tobacco it'll help make sense but i i'm thinking about like an english aromatic crossover which is something that we've talked about you know many times it's it but it's not something that we smoke too much it's not something that the community smokes too much i think it's easy to say oh like an aromatic blend with latakia would be really good well it is but we just don't find them very uh apparent we don't find, find them very uh prevalent rather in in the sphere but but i just think an English crossover, like so okay you could be I, I might call it throughout this episode a crossover blend English arrow you know what some one form of that, but crossover is what I'm looking for. Uh, but but the one I'm thinking like that just kind of called to me throughout reading this, uh, you know, at least as producer guy read me this letter, uh, was Hunting Creek from uh, our good friends over at Country Squire, mm. uh, which is great because they're also from the South. You know, they're they're in Mississippi, which is not Missouri, but uh, you know, somewhat close there. Uh, you know, both very southern states, right? And and I think while it's maybe not the the Mississippi River, uh, but it is the Hunting Creek kind of creaky kind of rivery, uh, but but this blend does have the full flavoredness that that Mark was kind of saying that he thinks uh, Huck would be would enjoy like the earthiness that comes with those English blends that 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 smokiness that he talked about like I think he said a campfire. I can see Huck smoking this blend, and part of that is a form of. I don't want to say protest or rebellion by any means, but 
by going off the beaten path of just like a pure aromatic, I think he his his spirit's so free that he wants to find some kind of um I don't know like a some kind of obstacle to to get over, and that's like adding this this new component of Latakia. Like it just it just adds like a wrench into the world, right? This is a new, this is a generally new thing, adding these, these crossovers, these English arrows. This is something we've been, we've probably been blending over the past like 20, 30 years, uh, which in the grand scheme of things is not super long. Uh, but, but like I said, they're not very prevalent. So it's more of a fun kind of unique mixture. And I think that kind of captures the idea of Huck Finn. And as he goes on these journeys where he does meet a bunch of different folks of, of varying backgrounds, I don't know. I feel like the the dynamicness of an English arrow uh, really kind of captures this character. Uh, and when we talk specifically Hunting Creek, this English aromatic, this is the very first English aromatic that I've ever had uh, from from our good friends over there at the Country Squire. Super good. This is one of my favorites. Uh, it's actually not my very very favorite um, crossover that they have. I think they have a few, but this this is a very very good one. Um, and it's just uh, the perfect hybrid blend, man. It's got the sweetness of uh, the the aromatics. Uh, you you smell, you open this bag, and it smells like an aromatic, but it just has that dash of uh, Latakia, that dash of of complexity and deepness and and, and smokiness that that I think Finn is going to be you know really uh, leaning on here. Um, it's just I feel like it just captures adventure. It captures this companionship uh, while traveling down uh, the Mississippi River. Uh, it's got a, a wonderful room note and it's just like a comforting blend where, and he didn't really have that comfort growing up. He didn't have that comfort from his family. And honestly, he didn't really have the, that comfort with all the folks that he meets um, because it was so, you know, uh, that he was just meeting these folks, right? There, there, there was a, a bond that was formed, but it's not like, oh, he met his best friend on page three and now they're, you know, sleeping next to each other under an open fire uh, and then feeling great. You know, it's, he still needs to have some kind of like a comfort. I think hunting Creek, I know this is not a, a, a pipe dreams, but hunting Creek is just like a wonderful blend to, to kind of capture that. So, so to answer your question, Mark, I'm going to go with a, an English arrow crossover. Uh, but, but you can't go, you really can't go wrong with hunting Creek. Mm. Okay. All right. I've never had that one from the squire. I, Actually, didn't even know it was a blend. I'll be honest, <laughs> but I, I, love I mean, they have the, a bunch. Like, right? They, yeah. they probably they have their non aromatics, their fantasy series, and then their their aromatics. Now, right. the fantasy series kind of breaks down into both of them, but but they do have a ton of. I've always said, and if you watched my YouTube video, you would have known that I've been gassing up uh, their aromatics, and I still consider this in the aromatic family. So do they. Um, which is why I consider it. So I'm not saying like I came up with that, <laughs> uh, but, but, but yeah, man, they Northwest Trek is the other one uh, that I had mentioned when I said my favorite crossover that they have is Northwest Trek, but Northwest Trek being in the Northwest, you know, hunting right. just sounds, just sounds more perfect. Uh, yeah, and and I will better. say Northwest Trek is far more Englishy. It's more of like a English aromatic than an aromatic English, if that makes sense in my own opinion. But yeah. Okay. So why like why do you think the the aromatics I guess cuz like Twain he was talking more about like an earthy 
thing like do you, do you just think it's like the adventurous spirit that that brings about that aromatic like what's because then we have you know tom sawyer who has definitely this more you know this um this stronger vibrant appeal. yeah vibrant kind of lifestyle so maybe maybe the better question is like you know is there a better one for tom sawyer Again, not turning this into necessarily a pipe dreams per se, but yeah. like, you know. Yeah, what, so what I, I, because really the time period, I think aromatics just work. I think both these characters, if you look, at, if you read the books, right, they're very, as we had mentioned, they're satirical. They they have some comedy mm. or humor. Uh, they have, they give you that good feel. And I think aromatic naturally will just kind of cover those bases. And especially since it's just like a classic American literature, you know, a classic American tobacco is is aromatic. Uh, so, but like you said, you're right. There was an earthiness that he discussed when it came to Huck Finn having that like more darker background, uh, that darker upbringing. It forced him into a more, I would say, more um, adventurous uh, path that I think our English crossover kind of hits mm. those undertones, hits those smoky undertones, those earthy undertones, those wooden undertones. But with... Uh, our, our other character, Tom Sawyer, this is the first book, um, again, released in like 1870s. Definitely a more vibrant character. He says it out there in, in the letter. Uh, that was absolutely correct. Uh, this is this is just like the... <laughs> he's actually based off of, or so we say, uh, off of um, Mark Mark Twain himself. Uh, oh. and he grows up in this fictional town in Missouri, but it's it's very reminiscent of... Uh, Twain's own childhood where he grew up in, in Missouri. I don't quite remember the towns, uh, but he does come from a relatively stable family here. Tom does, unlike our friend Huck. Uh, Tom's raised by his aunt uh, alongside like a half brother, and they do have like a very mischievous nature to them, but it is definitely in like good spirits. Uh, everyone's heard like of like the the pranks that Tom Sawyer would do, uh, but he but he possesses that good heart and uh, he he still has that sense of adventure, which I think really fuels all of this like mischief um but he's very creative he has those cunning schemes he's really just got like this knack for you know really getting himself and his friends into trouble but also out of trouble uh and it's like a very feel good kind of experience uh at least as you're i what i would what i imagine is like as a kid reading this i was like man this guy this guy kind of he's something but what i feel like is if you're an adult i'm not i mean i'm an adult now but i'm talking if you're reading this at like age 60 50, 60, 70, you're gonna be like, man, this is gonna give you that good feel. Like I remember being a kid kind of thing, right? <laughs> that that's kind of what I get when I when I read Tom Sawyer. At least I'm I'm projecting what I'll get when I read Tom Sawyer again, at least maybe maybe in this year, but also in you know the next 60 <laughs> years or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I mean there's a lot of adventures here and and, and there's like a romantic pursuit at some point. Um so there's I mean there's like a treasure hunt. There's, there's just all this other stuff going on. It's a very vibrant story, a very jubilant story. Um and, and that all goes to say that it's just it's just really a coming of age story. Captures the uh the age-old friendship, morality, uh you know, transition from young man to kind of adult even though there's not a huge span of time and they're still kind of kids by the end of it uh which uh then we you know as i said this book came out first then we go into his friend huck finn and then the, you, you get that whole story with uh huck finn coming up later but anyway so this is the more jubilant version this is the more happy innocence kind of capturing the curiosity of the youth 
I have to go with almost a pure aromatic or just a pure aromatic in that sense. So like, I'm also kind of getting Virginia E. Like uh, Mark, Mark had even said in in the letter here that he was thinking of something that's not for the everyday kind of smoke. It's something that would be, you know, because he's he's so erratic and he's doing all of this these things. He's probably not smoking a pipe super often. If he's going to smoke, it's going to be something more special. And I think that was the word he used. Uh, so I'm thinking like a a very I don't want to keep saying the word vibrant, but vibrant uh, aromatic. I'm not talking about an, uh, a vanilla. I'm not talking about a Colt Blood Red Moon, something like that. I'm talking about something with like a a juiciness, a, a southern juiciness, maybe like some honey, some peachy, uh, you know, other kind of fruits that you wouldn't typically see. And you know where we're going to turn here? Where? Back to the Country Squire, baby. They are not sponsoring this episode. Uh, this is just free press for the Squire, man. I, hey. I love what they're doing over there. Uh, there's there's two blends that... Actually, another one just came out. Cherry Limeade. We could probably put that on the list. Uh, but but we're not going with Cherry Limeade. No cherries here. The, the first one that comes to mind, and it's Wicked Yummy on occasion. This is one of those, I'm not going to get a four-ounce bag. I'm going to get a two-ounce bag kind of thing. Mm, okay. Right. maybe even a one ounce bag but still worth getting is summer breeze and, and this oh. is a like a peach flavored aromatic blend and man it's great it's got very strong notes of that peachness it's it's very goopy this is definitely a goopy aromatic it's got the, goopy. the sweetness the syrupiness uh there's some like honey notes here but man it's it's just a feel-good blend this is like I want to like be smoking this as I finish the book, close the the page, uh, close the 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 book at the very last, um, you know, chapter, the very last page, ending the book, shutting it closed. Oh wow, what a great book! I want to do that. I want to as I puff out some summer breeze. Uh, this one is 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 definitely what what I think Mark Twain's looking for. Um, and and again, this isn't a pipe dreams, even though I keep giving you tobacco, <laughs> so I'm not going to pair any pipes or anything, but. But another one, which is if you're not into this, which I'm not recommending you go get just because this isn't a pipe dreams. But if you were to, because you're a big Huck, or Huck Finn and a, a Tom Sawyer guy, uh, you might want to try another one, which is Delta Honeydew from them. This one is more of a Virginia. So this one can still satisfy our pipe smokers needs. Uh, this can satisfy his needs if he's, you know, because because uh, Tom Sawyer is a little bit older than his friend Huck. Uh, you know, he might be like, yeah, I like the aromatics. This is what we got around here, but I want something more pronounced, uh, with a little bit of, uh, complexity, some mysteriousness. You're going to get that from the Delta honeydew. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's just a classic Southern blend. Uh, it's, it's Virginia forward here. Uh, and they, they use a yellow leaf here. It's very bright. It's very vibrant. Just like the word I've been saying for, to describe the, the, the book this whole time. Uh, but but man, it's just got that natural f- fruit, or not maybe not natural, but <laughs> a really naturally tasting uh, fruit topping. And man, it's just it's just good. It's just so good. I love these fruity blends that they got over there. They do it like no one else. Uh, it, it's a, a nice refreshing break from the again the vanillas, the cherries, the chocolates, which they all do wonderfully over there. You know, Sullivan does wonderfully. Uh, you know, Cornell and Deal's got some wonderful stuff over there as well. But but specifically talking about the Country Squire. I love their their fruity blends in, and I had also mentioned cherry limeade. I think any of these three 
could could fly here for Tom Sawyer. He's a very jubilant character, as I mentioned. I just this is it, man. So you got your your Virginia Ford one if you're you're not super into aromatics and you wanted to you know hang out with Tom, or you got uh, the the very aromaticy one that's Summer Breeze. So yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm feeling aromaticy lately. I've been I've been yeah. smoking them more and more. Uh, this has been on my mind. And, and full disclosure, that's kind of why we went with Mark Twain. We wanted to talk about these characters. I wanted to talk about aromatics. I'm missing an aromatic kick, man. And that's that's a win. That is a win for pipe smoking. Mm. Yeah. And why do you think that? Why why do you think you're in an aromatic kick? Is there something like you wanted to kind of talk about? Like what what is it in particular about aromatics lately that, you know, have I've just I found tickled myself, your fancy. Yeah, smoking smoking a lot of uh, pipes lately and doing that video where I talked about the Burley and my Englishes and the Virginia Periques. And I, the, the aromatic section was kind of lacking, but when I did talk about the aromatics that I enjoyed, I really enjoyed them. And I'm like, man, I really don't smoke these too, too often. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I've been, as I mentioned, I've been crushing Blackthorn Shillelagh. Uh, this is the, the recent drop from earlier in the month of February of 2024, uh, to, to honor St. Patrick's day, which you guys all know, as mentioned, that's, that's right up my alley. So I'm going to be smoking the blend. And man, it's good. It's so freaking good, this Blackthorn Shillelagh. And unfortunately, you can't get it because it is sold out. But plot twist, go to a pipe show. You might find it on a table, i.e. Sutliff's. Spoiler. Hey! Secret's Spoiler. out. Sorry, Jeremy, if I wasn't supposed to share that. But but go to a pipe <laughs> show. Go to the Sutliff table. There's going to be some more. Buy uh, it. But only there, right? Only there. And and that's what makes these things special. But but I think I got plenty of other aromatics out there. Um, and, and what I like about this too, and this is what I was thinking, Maple Shadows was a huge success. I've talked this blend to death and I'm starting to have like this, um, kind of like the sun, uh, kind of like these scaries crawling up on the back of my you know neck that I might be liking Blackthorn more. And that's not like a bad thing. I just really liked Maple Shadows and I really like the can of Maple Shadows and I really like the idea of Maple Shadows, but I kind of like the Blackthorn more and <laughs> I don't know because like it's 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 tied to St. Patrick's Day, which I love, but I felt like the Maple Shadows had more of an enduring presence, and and again the can is unparalleled the the tin art, but, but yeah man I just been you know as I talked to in the very top of the show I'm on this like diet I'm I'm trying to watch my figure trying to watch what I'm eating and so what that means is I can't be enjoying the the fine Telemore dews out there the the fine red breasts out there I mean I could but I I, I elect to not. And this Blackthorn Shillelagh, man, has been absolutely crushing that um, desire for, for whiskey, which is crazy because it's a tobacco. And it would be pretty crazy to me if I was like, oh, I, I'm really hungry for, you know, some, some honeydew. And I said, oh, we'll smoke Delta honeydew and it's going to satisfy that. Like, that's a, that's a pretty big stretch. I, I, I get that. But. I don't know. Blackthorn Shillelagh's been doing it. So I've been I've been crushing that can. I've still been crushing Maple Shadows. And then I found that there are some aromatics in my rotation yet again, or rather once again. I found that quite encouraging. And and on top of that, to really drive it home, I got an awesome letter in the mail with a little mini package from uh, my friend uh, Scott here, a listener of the show. Scott was uh, you know listening in, and he was very bummed that he missed out on uh, 100 Earth and Dreams. And so we worked a little deal 
by working a deal, I just, he was quick enough to where I, I sent him one of my last bags. So I have the one bag that I showed you guys uh, on my YouTube video and I'm never going to open it again. And I was able to send him off one just for, for reaching out, telling me he's a fan of the show, which made me feel really good. I said, here you go. Well, in return, he very, very kindly sent me um, a, a letter, which I'd like to keep internally for now. I, mean, I might read you bits and pieces of it. It was a wonderful letter. Uh, so again, Scott, thank you so much. But he also added a two ounce bag of Arrowhead uh, pipe tobacco. This is from a local brick and mortar over there in uh, uh, Flint, Michigan. Hopefully they're not using the water to uh, flavor the tobacco. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Sorry for my Flint, Michigan guys. Is that still a problem? I'm pretty sure it is. I think it is. Yeah, but that, we've, uh, never mind. I won't get political. All right. Yeah. Um, well, anyways. No, that, yeah, that was less of a, less of a dig and a, a, a laugh at tragedy and more so a call to action yeah. from our, our government policymakers. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, so as I was talking about, um, you know, this blend from, from this morning, uh, I, I, well, I, today was the first morning that I smoked it. Right. Uh, so yeah, this, this, this pipe club, arrowhead pipe club mixture, uh, and it's, it was good. It was a solid aromatic. Dude, I'm telling you, this package smelled so good. Oh, it smelled like the like one of the most classic aromatic out of bag smells you could find. Mm. And it was, it just, I was like, I got to smoke this. So I, I loaded up uh, one of my first Peterson's, actually my first Peterson spigot pipe, uh, one that was, you know, probably caked with damn aromatics of the past uh, when I was only smoking aromatics at the time before I knew Burley was good, before I really knew Englishes were good. And I loaded it up, man, and it was, it was so decent, right? Like I'm, I said, it was good, but it is the most decent tobacco because it is an aromatic, and it it's, yeah, it's like a run of the mill aromatic. And like, the, like that sounds like I'm, 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 you know, kind of digging it a little bit. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to it in that one, one second. So I smoked probably half this bowl, uh, uh, and I was like, yeah, you know, it's not really, not really calling to me right now in my morning commute because I elected to smoke that as opposed to my Burleys. So I'm drinking my coffee and my commute's long as hell in the mornings these days, about an hour just under. So then I switched to my Cuban mixture, my LJ Pretty Cuban mixture, enjoyed half of that bowl, and I had probably about 10 minutes left on my commute. And I was like, you know what? There's something about that aromatic I'm going back to. So I, I literally put one pipe down, put the other pipe back in my mouth, lit it, and was back on the aromatic train. And that's what really influenced this episode, man. I just, I could, that, that moment, that switch from one pipe to the other, uh, then back to the aromatic was what did it. it was, I was like, man, we got to do a smoke lore. We got to do Tom Sawyer. We got to do Huck Finn. We got to do Mark Twain. And we got to talk about aromatics. None of that part happened. It was just more, how do we incorporate aromatic talk into <laughs> the episode? And then we filled the details and work to, uh, to put this story together, or rather this, uh, this letter. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. I just, there's something about going back to the aromatic that made me feel good because mm. man, 90, I would say 90% of our listeners, uh, that's a, that, this, I'm, I'm spitballing. I'm throwing a dart. A majority of our listeners are probably non aromatic people. And I was thinking about this today. I had a thought a majority of pipe enthusiasts are probably non aromatic people. But when you look at the, the grand scheme of pipe smoking, no secret. This isn't new news. You all know this. Most of the the consumption is aromatic. Like ninety x five percent, nine percent of all right. tobacco, pipe tobacco sales is is aromatic. But it's funny when you're on the forums, when you're when you're in the discords, when you're in the you know the podcasts, the YouTubes. Everyone's talking about their Burleys. They're talking about their Englishes. Everything that's non aromatic. Um, and while we all 
probably have an enjoyment, have a place in our heart for the aromatic. We're always talking about those other blends. We're talking about the small batches that all sell out, which are very, 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 very rarely aromatics. When they are aromatics, they don't really sell out that fast unless you're an awesome. I mean, I'm not saying that Cornell and Dill isn't, but I just think of Subtle if they put out a, a, a wonderful aromatic and they get scooped up. I mean, definitely the, the limited batch really helps that. But but my my point is, it, it made me think about like, man, it feels good to be an aromatic pipe smoker. And I felt more of a pipe smoker than I did before. And that's such a weird conundrum because it's generally the opposite, right? It's like, oh, I'm I'm a pipe smoker. I can smoke non-aromatics. But what that does is it creates the cycle of all these people who are in the same sphere. They're in the same, you know, they're all like-minded. We're non-aromatic people. Aromatics are bad. I don't know. Aromatics are good, man. I'm a pipe smoker. So I don't know. That, that's kind of where my mind's at. That's where I was going with this, uh, the smoke lore. At least that's where I tried to turn it. And I think uh, I feel good about it. I feel really good about it. I'm, I'm curious to hear from you guys. Have you had any of the blends that I mentioned? Again, not a pipe dreams, but I'm very curious because I find them all very enjoyable. What are your thoughts on aromatics? What are your thoughts on going back to aromatics after you found that your favorite tobacco is English, right? Like we always say everyone starts with an aromatic and then they kind of transition off, but that doesn't mean it's got to go forever. What are your thoughts? You know, maybe, maybe it is gone forever. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Send them into us at show at getpipe.co or our content channel in the Galactic Get Pipe Pipe Club. But yeah, big aromatic guy. Very happy with that. Dude, heck yes. I love that. Man, this is uh, this has been. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Like it, when I think about these characters, I think of youth. I think of vibrancy. I think yeah. of just like these things that you know they. We we think about aromatics as being, for lack of a better term, you know, maybe a little soft. Maybe maybe a little like yeah no. aromatic, you know what I mean? But but again, people start with that, and then I feel like a lot of folks kind of come back to this, especially as they as they kind of learn where they are, where their palate is, and everything like that. And yeah, man, I I I just I think about starting out a lot of new listeners, a lot of new people picking up the pipe. Like this is where you start. You start with the aromatics and. You can start with the goopy one if you want, or you can go to these kind of, I, I don't even, are they new aromatics? Like, are they, they're, they're kind of like maybe a, a little more subtle, um, you know, they're yeah, still okay. clearly an aromatic and based on the components and like the flavors and all that stuff, but maybe they're not as, as strong or as wet as the others, but yeah, that's great. I, I loved it. Again, as Adam said, if you have any comments, if you agree, disagree, what, what, any thoughts you have, send them our way. We always, always appreciate it. Segments. Segments. Let's go. We got two today. We got a little three lives. That's a new one. We'll explain that here in a second. And after that, we got some Ask Adam Anything. But before we kind of get into that triple A, let's talk about three lives. This is a new segment. We've been loving the new segments lately. 
lot of stuff in pop culture. And uh, this one is not necessarily pipe-related. Um, in fact, this one is most definitely not pipe-related, at least today. And basically, we have 10 to 13 questions. And uh, Adam has three lives. So he has to get all of these questions correct. Or he has to get a ten. total of 10 correct. And he has three lives. If he, you know, in the in the first three questions, if he gets them wrong, then he loses all his three lives that were done and he loses. Um, so there's a specific topic. And today we're talking who's heavier? Like who's who has more mass? Who's bigger? And uh, maybe mass isn't the right word because, or mass is the proper word. Weight is relative. We're just talking who's heavier and we're comparing things. And Adam has to give the right answer to these and uh, we got some pop culture ones. We got some maybe sciencey nice. ones. Okay. So let's uh, let's get into it. Um, the first one we got, we got our buddy Shrek. We're talking Shrek. Ooh, okay. Or Wreck It Ralph. Wow. Who is heavier, Shrek yeah. or Wreck It Ralph? You know, you guys know Shrek, right? I love Shrek. Love those movies. Great I was movies. talking about this literally yesterday. Um, <laughs> I was talking with a buddy who's in that language course I was telling you about. Not mm-hmm. Kevin, but one of his buddies was like, he has to do this presentation in like Mandarin, and he's trying to find in his presentation as many relations to, to use through Mandarin as many uh, like re- references to Shrek as possible. So in like in Mandarin, <laughs> he was talking about the town of Duloc, and <laughs> like yeah, I, I don't, wicked funny. I was I'm not in the class, so I don't know, but it, I hope it goes really well. Um, okay. Shrek's a big guy. He's a big guy. He's an ogre. Um, and then we got Wrecked Ralph, who just touches things and they get wrecked. I, I think I'm gonna go with Shrek here. I think Wrecked Ralph hangs around that girl. I forget her name from the the movie. Great movie, by the way. Great movie. Kind of make kind of make you cry. Uh, but she's a small girl. I think size wise, and you know, eh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Shrek here. All right, uh, you've already lost one life. Shrek okay. is, uh, we're, we're talking about 440 pounds. I think Shrek's coming in at, you know, he's well over six feet. I think he's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, uh, but Wrecker Ralph, he's ta- he we're talking, dog? he's got that dog in him, bro. He's got that dog. He's got, he's 643 pounds what? of Dang. Okay. dense muscle. But uh, All right, I can right. see it, I can see it. You're down one life. All right, let's let's go to our next one. We're talking our sun, the star in our solar mm-hmm. system, or a the average mass of a neutron star. Ugh. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the average mass of a neutron star. That sounds like something that'd be pretty crazy. I know the sun's big; yeah. it's, it can fit a couple Earths in there, I believe. Yeah. Um, at a scale of 100,000 or something like that. So let's go with the neutron star. I don't know, the Jimmy Neutron star. All right, you got it. That's correct. Our sun is at, uh, you know, coming in at a mass of 1.989 times 10 to the 30th power kilograms, whereas a neutron star is at least two times the mass of our sun. Oh. And... The crazy thing about a neutron star, they're typically only about 10 kilometers or six miles wide. Whoa. Dude, these are the things that turn into black holes. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so. All right. We got, we got one. Next one. 
we got Anakin Skywalker. We're talking like grown up episode three, Anakin okay. Skywalker, or Qui Gon Jinn. Ooh, I'm gonna go Qui Gon. Qui Gon's got that height. He's a uh, you know Jedi Master. I feel like all that brain power, all that knowledge. You know, mm. he, while Anakin was on the Council, he wasn't granted the rank of Master. I think Qui Gon, that knowledge is going to give him a little bit extra lbs on him. I'm going to go with uh, Qui Gon. All right, you're correct. Qui Gon Jinn's coming at a, a, a solid 195, 195, okay. and uh, less than me, but. Yeah, Anakin's at 185, so he's he's a lean. Wow, man. little guys. But they're both over six feet, so I don't think they're little, but they're uh, they're you know victim weight as 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 we call it, which is under 200 pounds. Um, the next one, so you're you got you got two, you got two correct. Next one, basketball or soccer ball? Ooh, uh, wow, soccer ball. Okay, um, you've lost your second life. No, um, oh dang. Yeah, okay. yeah. Basketball coming in on average at twenty-two ounces. Soccer ball on average one pound, sixteen ounces. Actually, dang. a little less, I think. Really? Yeah, one one sixteen ounces is is the higher end. I guess if you put it like, what I rather do give a header to like a soccer ball or mm. header to a basketball. Yeah, I still feel like I would have said basketball because they're kind of yeah. bouncy, but I don't know. Okay, dang. all right. Next one, we're talking Eiffel Tower. Or the Statue of Liberty. Gotta be Liberty. Gotta be Liberty. She's gotta be dense. No! Come on. Come on. Dude, you just lost your third life. (laughs) You did not do it good. I did not do good there. Did not do good. The Eiffel Tower is coming in at a staggering 10,100 tons. Whereas the Statue of Liberty... And I think we're talking about just the statue here. We are. 225 tons. Damn. Okay. Damn. I guess that makes sense since it was like... Eiffel Tower's huge, bro. Yeah. I've never but, seen uh, it, so... I've actually never seen either. Yeah. I've seen both, which is actually really cool. Yeah, I saw I saw that. But uh, for the sake of this, I kind of want to keep going. I we guess because I did so poorly. You did so poorly. <laughs> You did so poorly. All right, our next one. We'll we'll just kind of quick fire these. We're talking Milnir, which is Thor's hammer, or yeah. Excalibur. Oh, um, wow! Both of these require some stud to pick it up. I'm going to go with Mjolnir. Uh, I believe that is heavier. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, on average, about forty three pounds, or being worthy, um, Excalibur. Five pounds, or being worthy, or being worthy. <laughs> I love that. That's a good one. That is a good, uh, one. good job, producer. Yeah, what's interesting uh, reading about Excalibur and kind of medieval swords? They weren't actually that heavy. Like historically, they, oh no, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Like I always thought, like big, you know, heavy broadswords. But then it's like, well, they had to fight. Like they had yeah, to they're, battle. They're like two, two, two pounds is like a lot. Yeah, it goes a long way. Yeah, so I think Excalibur was, you know, somewhat of a heavier one. So it oh for it, sure it was there. All right, next one, uh, redwood tree, like a, a just a, a full grown redwood tree or a blue whale. Oof, blue whale. Dang, another redwood. Yeah, another life gone there. Redwood trees 
are uh, weighing in at 635 tons, whereas a blue whale is at 120 tons. Wow, man. I'm Red, Redwood I'm trees are huge. I've never seen one. Never seen one. But, or a blue right. whale. Yeah, blue whales are huge. Um, never seen one. Uh, in the same vein, we're going heart of a blue whale or a smart car. Uh, heart of a blue whale. Come on. Another life gone there. <laughs> Come on. Another life gone. Heart of a blue whale is at around 400 pounds, whereas a smart car, uh, it's coming in at 1,500 pounds. All right. Come on. You got to get this one. Let's get this one. Even though you're you're gone, you're, we're talking. I'm so you're a done. cat now. You're a cat. Um, the our moon, the moon, or Pluto. Moon, I got this. You got it. You got it. Okay. The, okay. The moon, moon's coming in at seven point three four seven times ten to the twenty second kilograms, whereas Pluto is at one point three zero nine times ten to the twenty second kilograms. So yeah. Good, good work there. All right, next one. Godzilla or King Kong? I saw this really funny graphic. Like in the new film, it shows Godzilla just like standing in the ocean. And then I was like, wait a minute, how long are his legs if he's standing? In the ocean? <laughs> and it was it was ridiculous. But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Godzilla here. You are correct. You are correct. Okay. Uh, one thing I saw uh, is that. Uh, like the newer Godzillas, I think, 164,000 tons. And wow. King King Kong is at the heaviest it, King Kong ever, which I think it was in the 1960s, or the biggest King Kong ever, 20,500 tons. So Godzilla's massive. Um, all right, next one is Wally, like the little, little robot guy, or oh, yeah. R2-D2. I'm going to go with R2-D2. I feel like he's got some... Well, yeah, I'm going to go R2-D2. Um, you would have lost another life. Wally was was said to be at a solid 270, 270 pounds. Wow. Okay. Uh, whereas R2-D2 was at uh, 65 pounds, kind of a little lightweight. He had to move. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, that but could, so did Wally. Yeah, I don't know. Those could be these could be wrong, um, but at this point, no, 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 they're not wrong. They're good. Yeah, we're we're right. Yeah. This is good. Yeah, we keep right. it on. All right, next one, uh, Voldemort or Saruman? Oh, Saruman, Voldemort's this twig-looking yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, you got it. You got it. Um, they're both kind of they're both kind of twiggy though. Voldemort, the actor, was they around one one seventy five. Saruman, the actor, was around 185. So not too much of a difference. But uh, this last one uh, was kind of a give me, give, give, e, give, whatever you want to call it. Give me. Give you. Give you. Um, it was one pound of feathers or one pound of gold. Oh, dude, absolutely give me one pound of gold. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I like that one. So obviously uh, one pound, one pound, very, very same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that would have been a great ender, especially if I was at one life left. And yeah, I yeah. Question. yeah. Turns out I was at minus seven lives, um, <laughs> maybe more. Uh, but but that was our new segment: three lives. I failed miserably. Failed. So yeah, not only am I not yep. smarter than a pipe smoker, I'm not. 
I don't. I have. You're dead. Yeah, I'm dead. You're there dead. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> you wasted your lives. <laughs> And our next segment is little triple A, ask Adam anything. He gets to talk even more, just as he loves to do. But uh, for those of you who don't know, this is where Adam gets to answer questions from the community about anything and everything. can be pipe smoking related. can be not pipe smoking related. But uh, we got two today. First one is from Leveler. Adam said he was going to answer this one in the next episode, so that's why I put it in here. He asks... I just started smoking a pipe a month ago from in a, from the cigar world. I own one very, very cheap pipe and want to celebrate the recent birth of my first son by grabbing a proper pipe. Would love to have this pipe till I die and pass it down to him. I love the brands that have a history, but also want to support American Made. What should I buy for around $100 to $150? I love that. Uh, I'm glad you put this in here because I did mention that I was going to put it in here and then I couldn't remember what I said I'd put in here. So good good on producer guy for producing here. So this is a, this is a tough one. I think um, we first, the first thing when I think of like an heirloom pipe, uh, it, I mean, it sounds like you have, you're, you're trying to talk about finding a proper pipe, meaning something that's quality, something that can can last. But But I think within that, what you don't realize is you're talking about a birth year. I think that's the number one thing we look for. So I know you had mentioned uh, you like pipes with history. Maybe that's American made. Maybe it's not. You prefer American made. I think we start off with something that was the year that your child was born. So you get something really awesome out of that, a pipe that was really awesome from that year. And then your son or daughter, uh, which you said your son, can have that pipe from his birth year. And that's a very special thing. Now, that kind of ties our hands a wee bit here uh, because I would say we you could just buy a pipe that, you know, on smoking pipes, say he was born this year, uh, 2024, uh, or maybe even last year, maybe, maybe he bought a pipe, random pipe, and you're like, oh yeah, this pipe was made this year. Typically, we like to find some kind of uh, dating method that, that really identifies the fact that it was, uh, you know, that particular year. So when we look of, at Peterson, Peterson Pipes is a very iconic pipe making company uh, that I've, you've, you know me to be the big Peterson guy. They have hallmarks. Uh, a lot of other companies will have hallmarks, but they are kind of known for their hallmarks. They got some faux hallmarks, which is just they put on most of their, their metal pipes, but then they actually have a, a dated hallmark that would, that would represent the year. Uh, so then there's, it's irrefutable. You couldn't forget it. It's okay. It was made this year. Uh, Dunhill has uh, some stamping methods that are are very iconic, and and you could find out when those particular pipes were made, tied to a p- very particular year. I think we want to do something like that. That's my opinion. Um, now to get that in the one hundred to one hundred fifty dollar range, that can be difficult um, because Dunhills uh, are mega expensive. So I would cross them right off the list. They're out of uh, you know England ish. Uh, it's a, an English company. Uh, whether they're still made in England is, is up for a different uh, conversation. Uh, but but Peterson, uh, I I like, I'm going to try to turn you to Peterson, not only because I'm a Peterson fanboy, but they do so much for uh, America. They've had, uh, in the past, they've had 4th of July pipes. 
They do uh, a Carol of Carrollton, which was a signer of the Declaration of Independence. He was an Irishman, uh, but also an American. So they they have their ties with America. Uh, and so you could purchase one of their pipes uh, with a hallmark from from any year, uh, whatever the year is of your son's birth. Might push it past 150, though. Maybe just a little bit. I think the the hallmark pipes will have silver and the silver might push into the one. 195-ish, maybe early 200s. But basically, if you're searching online and it has a date on it, so if you look at Peterson, you know, 2023. Actually, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a hallmarked pipe. You could get like a, if you were to get like a Peterson pipe of the year, they do a pipe of the year every single year. If you got the 2022 pipe of the year, it's a 2022 pipe. Um, you know, they're, they're St. Patrick's Day pipes. If by chance he was born on March 17th of 2021, you could get the 2021 St. Patrick's hey. Day, uh, you know, smoking pipe from Peterson or if he was born in March. Now, if he was born in June, it might be weird to get him the 2022, uh, you know, St. Patty's Day pipe. I get that. Uh, but this is a hard one, man, because a lot of folks aren't really putting a hard, hard uh, date on their pipes. But another option would be to go artisan made so you can get that that American um, support by supporting an American pipe maker. Going to be hard to get it again into that 100 to $150 range, but there are some folks, some listeners here, some listeners who uh, of the Get Pipe podcast, I can think of a few, who would probably be honored to make you an American-made smoking pipe. Probably, maybe they could, they could probably do the $200, $225 range, uh, but... You know, I I can't speak on their behalf. I'll let, let I'll let you know if they reach out to me, and then I will reach out to you. So I'm kind of opening the door here. Maybe they can push it to that closer to that hundred fifty dollar mark. Uh, but they could absolutely put in a stamp. Uh, you know, made in this year, like or, or put put a date, a year, number, whatever. Most most pipe makers will number their pipes. I'm sure they got the numbers to put in a, a whole year or just like a you know, twenty two or twenty twenty three, whatever it was. Um, so I know I'm not really giving you a lot here. Uh, there's just when I, when I think about the American made pipes, like we, we got some, we have, uh, you know, the moonshine, we have the, uh, the Briarworks pipes, Missouri Meerschaum, but, but there, none of these pipes are going to be typically dated. Um, and, and I think that's above all the most important part is to find a pipe that speaks to you, uh, that has a date on it, that is hallmarked, that is the stamp whatever it is that shows the, the true date of that pipe. And I would argue that. Instead of buying, you know, any other cheap pipes, any other tobacco this year, I would save that extra money to maybe, maybe get one of those pipes if it is outside of that $150 budget. And I promise you it will last and you won't regret it. Uh, it will be very, very special and it will mean the world to him in, you know, 18 years or what's the age? Is it 21 now? 21 years, 20 years, whatever, how old he is, uh, or, or 70 when, you know, you're on your your dying day, you've been a pipe smoker your whole life, and you'd be like, here you go, my boy. This is from 2020 when you were born. You know what I mean? Like, that would be really cool. Um, so I think that is what I'm going to go with here. Kind of gave you an answer. Kind of didn't at all. Uh, hopefully some artisans reach out to me. That'd be really cool. Uh, but if not, <laughs> there's there's some options out there. I'm a Peterson fanboy. They love America. We love them. Uh, our, our history will forever be entwined, both Peterson uh, in the United States and also Ireland in the United States. And uh, yeah, as we're approaching St. Patty's Day, what more could I recommend? If if we don't get any artisans here, I'm going to go with Peterson. But yeah, man, just just take a look around. Take your time. I'd love to join you in this process just as a as a bystander. I want to see what you're thinking of. 
uh, you can shoot me a message on uh, Discord, the Galactic Empire Pipe Club, uh, and I'd love to, to to give you my opinions, man. Love it, love it, love it. It's a great question, and I think super, like great for any new pipe smoker. Like this, this, yeah. this range is great for. You know, you can get a good factory pipe for maybe a little, little cheaper, or you can kind of get it to start off with a really, really good pipe uh, at that range. So awesome. Next one is from Pac-Man Piper. And this is kind of, I want to say an easy question, but I don't know if it is. Hopefully it is. But uh, when was your last Nirvana smoke? My last Nirvana smoke, man. Uh, Wow, I actually do have an answer for this because they don't come all that often, I would say. I would say I get one less than once a month and I smoke a lot of pipes. A lot of pipes. I'm talking, at this point, man, it's, it's, like, it's like four to five bowls a day. It's a lot. I smoke a lot of pipes just because I drive a lot. Like my, I can get like one to two bowls in a commute and then at lunch... And then when I'm driving around to other buildings, I'm away to the gym. I'm away home from the gym. Like I just, it, it happens. But my last Nirvana smoke was surprisingly just about a week ago. Uh, and it was so unexpected and there was, it had no business being that way. I never use and never have ever been like, I'm really stressed or I'm in a lot of pain or I'm really sick or I'm really emotionally unstable or I'm really tired, sad, whatever it is. I need to go smoke a pipe. Like I've never ever thought like the the quote vice of smoking would would aid me. Now there's been times where I'm like, man, it's a rough day. I'm gonna smoke a cigar. I'm gonna get something to you know hit me kind of thing. Um, it has nothing to do with the nicotine. It's more just like the idea of it. Uh, but the other day, man, when I got that damn twenty one hundred dollar quote from from freaking Serve Pro with z- z- like they increased my problems. I went from having four walls in my room to three walls and one with a hole in it. And I still had a leak. And then they asked me for $2,100 and I still have a leak. I still can't use my shower. I still have a hole in my wall. I still am missing the padding from underneath the carpet that they peeled back. I'm still missing my baseboards. I don't know like what they want me to pay them for. But when I got that quote, I was livid. Dude, I was fuming. And like, I just didn't know what to do because it's like, the, what am I going to do to this massive company other than talk sh- absolute sh- about them on air to, you know, 2000 of my friends, uh, <laughs> which is arguably a pretty serious thing. Yeah, that is pretty that. serious. And they don't care. Um, well, they would care and they will care, hopefully. Uh, but but I, I was like, what do I do? Like, do I say no? Are they going to send it to collections? And now I'm like, my credit's in the trash and I still have to pay that anyway. Like. I was just, I didn't know what to do. So I called like my insurance company uh, and, and plot twist, not plot twist uh, within, you know, this is within the plot. My deductible is stupid high. It's $2,500 for my house, uh, learning that that's not wise. Um, but, but either way, like I got to I'm going to have to pay this. And I was, I just could not swallow that pill. And again, it was less about the money. Actually, no, it was, it was completely about the money because they did nothing for me. That said, if they had done, you know, replaced my whole shower with a beautiful tile thing and it cost me $9,000, I'd be sad that I don't have $9,000 to spend, but I'd have a really cool, beautiful shower and my whole thing would be fixed. But that's not what happened. So I was just, I, I could not let this go. 
And I'm a very easygoing guy. It's almost to a fault. Actually, I was listening to the Pipe Fours and Pals podcast sure. and uh, just a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago, I guess. And, uh, you know, our good friend Nate, our pal over there, was saying that it's to a fault how much of a pushover he is. I'm the exact same way. Uh, but this was the first time that there was a rage within that I wasn't going to let be suppressed by my kindness. I was like, I have been wronged and I will take action. But but at that point, I needed to like simmer just a little bit. And I was just like, I guess I'm going to go smoke a pipe. I've smoked all day today on my way to work, all, everything I said a moment ago, I'm going to smoke a pipe. And there was no no business here for it to be good. And I, I grabbed the dog. We, we had, I had to give her, take her for a walk or something, throw a ball around. And in my car, just, you can hear her in the background right now in a minute, I just packed this big bowl, uh, a new pipe I got from Dave Shane of the Pipery, my Captain Pete, filled it with uh, some LJ Peretti Cuban mixture. I smoked it seven times throughout the day already. And I just lit it up and was smoking in my backyard. It was windy. I was smoking it very fast. I was drinking a cup of coffee. Um, it's, this is at like 6 p.m. or something. Uh, the bowl f- was hot as hell. The tobacco burned so, so fast because I was puffing hard because it was amazing. It was so freaking good. The taste was there. Like There was just no reason this should have been a Nirvana smoke. And I literally thought to myself, this is kind of a Nirvana smoke. I'm still fuming. I'm still upset. But man, this is this is really tasty. It's like <laughs> it's like if, if I got some really, really bad news, but I had a really tasty cheeseburger, it's not going to make the cheeseburger taste any less good. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's kind of what I was like. I was like, man, this is this is this is phenomenal. This is really delicious. <laughs> uh, but there's something about that whole I don't even think it was situation based. And I always say the Nirvana smoke is probably situation based. Uh, this one was just kind of a fluke. The flavors were just absolutely singing to me. Uh, maybe it was a calling from, you know, the lords of pipe smoking uh, from from the, you know, the ghosts of pipe smoking's past to kind of bless me on that amidst all that bad news and anger and frustration. But man, it was I, I'm, it, it was gone in like less than 10 minutes. This is a big bowl because it was burning so fast. It again, it should have it should have been horrible because of how fast it was burning. How much I was puffing, but each puff was just better and better. And I was like, man, this is this is amazing. So yeah, my last Nirvana smoke was uh probably a week ago, week and a half ago, whenever I got that news, um, at the time of uh airing really. And uh before that, a couple months. I can't even remember my last one. So it's fitting that uh this this came up. So yeah. I, I, I appreciate you, you know, Pac-Man Piper, uh, for for sending that in. Kind of, I'm glad I got to get that off my chest. I know we talked about it in the smoking and joking in the beginning, but now I've really gotten off my chest. I can finally put it aside. Uh, I'll figure it out at another point. I make sure. I'll make sure when I call Serve Pro, I'm smoking a bowl of a, uh, you know, my Captain Pete with uh, some LJ Peretti Cuban mixture, and and hopefully that goes a little bit more swell than I than I think it will. Just like that bowl when I initially lit it up. So thanks so much for that, man. Brother, it is the end. We've come, we've come to the end. Mark Twain has left the building, and uh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Oh man! But uh, thank you all for the new listeners who have who have made it. If you made it this far, you're pretty much an honorary twelve percenter. 
this is your your first episode or your second, whatever it may be, you'll learn more about it as you as you hit the bookshelf at the Get Piped podcast. But uh, man, where can people find you outside of the good old GPP? They can find me on youtube.com slash get piped for some of the premier YTPC pipe smoking content. Make sure to join. But if you're into the more short form content, you can follow me on Instagram at get underscore pipe. But if you follow me, make sure you follow my right hand man, GPP underscore producer guy. And lastly, join the galactic get pipe pipe club. It's cool. That's it. Move on. Next. Dang. True. That was quick. Wasn't ready for that. But uh, please share this podcast. With any and all pipe smokers, new age, old age, middle age, whatever it may be, continue those ratings, continue those reviews, all the things, do them all. They're great. They help us. They make us feel good on the inside. But while you're doing it, don't just share it with the men. Don't just not don't just do it with them, but share it with the women and the children too. Because they need to hear the Get Pipe Podcast. They really do. But Adam, my friend. My buddy, closing out this week. We're closing out our second month of the year. What are your wise words of wisdom? Yeah, I hope uh, I hope there are some new listeners here, man. I really hope there are. I hope there's some new listeners coming all the way to the end from my YouTube video that came in from the giveaway. It said, dang, curses. I didn't win, but I'm, I'm coming all the way to the end of this episode. Uh, if that's the case, I always recommend staying up to date. With the newest episode uh so listen to this one find out you lost you don't got to go back i mean you could go back to you know yeah. episode 111 if you really wanted to yeah that's a good one you should uh but but typically speaking you go all the way back to zero and then make your way back up to 112 and then continuing to stay up to date for as long as it takes uh that's not wisdom that's just a kind of like a a, a sop a standard operating procedure uh but but that's all i got for you man uh you know just Let's let's uh, bring it on. Bring on March. I'm excited for March, man. You know, happy St. Patty's Day. It's coming up. I can't wait. I'm really excited. Happy Mule Town. I'm really excited. Can't wait. Happy Dropkick Murphy's time. I'm really excited. Can't wait. Happy Easter. Really excited. Can't wait. Not in that order. Uh, but I think that's all I got. So for now, I am off to save the pipe smoking world. But once again, I am not sure how I'll pull it off. But until then, you have all just been piped. And until the next piping, we are out.